Hello, everybody. This is Jose Betancourt. I want to talk about a conversation I had with my vision therapist. See, last week I walked out because it was really crowded. And I mean, I walked out of therapy. I signed in and then there were people behind me. There were people on, on the side. There was nowhere to sit. And all of a sudden I started freaking out. So I walked out. So after going to cognitive therapy this morning, I walked over because it's in the same building. Uh, and I signed up for a therapy session for Thursday, this coming Thursday. And uh, the doctor came out and he started talking to me. And I told him, I said, look, I walked out because my anxiety started kicking in and I had to get out of here. So he said he was totally on the understanding about in, re, in regards to that. And then he said, he goes, yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you last week because, see, I do a podcast about video games. And he is someone who plays video games as well. He said his father is someone who plays video games and raised him and his brother to, you know, to enjoy video games as well. So he knows since I play video games, since I do a podcast and, and a YouTube channel about video games. He he was talking about uh um and I'm blanking out here. Sorry, my fellow TBI survivors. <laughs> you guys should understand what's going on right now. So actually he was watching a lecture. Um it was, you know, about neurology and everything, and they were talking about one of the drills that we do during my sessions uh my rehabilitation for vision because right now my eyes don't coordinate together so uh certain things on screen will move text will move uh text will bounce around whether it's on paper or, or on a computer screen or, or on my phone even looking at my microphone because there's a pattern uh designed into the into the microphone itself that moves <laughs> so it's really crazy what my vision is doing i do have photophobia and i'm getting a little better with the photophobia which thankfully um but i still can't you know really look at incoming cars at night the, the light still bothers me so anyway that is why i do vision therapy so one of the drills that we do is there's a bunch of numbers and I'd say they look like lotto balls, right, with numbers. And maybe there's, I'd say, 30 of them on screen floating around. You need 3D glasses for, these, for, the, for this particular drill. And then they bounce around. And you have to follow three specific numbers. So everything is bouncing all over the screen and you still have to remain focused on the three numbers, but they bounce around individually and then it stops. And then you have to point with your finger, which three numbers are the ones you were supposed to follow. Um, I did get into a good streak the last time I did it. And the, the, the further you go or, or the each time you consecutively get, the numbers correct, everything speeds up. And I got to a point where the numbers sped up so fast. And I mean, when I mean by speeding up, I mean 
the balls bouncing around that it got me dizzy. And then you start off with a slower speed. So he was telling me how they were using that to um, help esports players. Esports is basically people who play video games and get paid to do it in a tournament fashion, whether that is Fortnite, whether that is a racing game or, you know, John Madden football. Esports right now is really big, especially since a lot of people are locked away at home. Uh, Esports has become a pretty big deal. So they did a study with a really popular uh, first-person shooter player or, or someone who is very skilled at Battlefield. He did several sessions of this particular drill. I think I, I could be wrong. I did ask him to repeat the name so I could try to remember it. Something uh, neural, neural patterns or neural, neural something, okay? <laughs> Bouncy balls on the screen. Anyway, so this gentleman, the eSport player, he did several sessions of this drill. And after, let's say he did about 20, 20 sessions. Afterwards, he went and he played Battlefield. And he stated how his response time was a lot quicker before doing the neural drills and how his kill death ratio, meaning that, you know, in battlefield, you're fighting other soldiers. So you have to, you know, shoot them first before they shoot you. So his ratio was a lot higher than it ever was before. And that his response time was that of a, of a formula one race car driver. Now, if you have any, any idea what Formula One is all about, it's racing. And it's racing at high, extremely high speeds. And you're inside this little tiny car. And you have opponents trying to beat you as well. So imagine being, ha having a response time faster than a NASCAR driver. That is insane. And that edge, believe it or not, is profitable for that young man who plays esports because any edge you get in video game esports you're going to be a very very top player and if you are a top player regardless whether it's Madden, NBA 2K, Call of Duty, Fortnite companies are going to want to sponsor you and you will be getting compensated for that slight edge that you do have. So my doctor told me that he tried it at home. He did some of this neural pattern. I believe it's neural pattern or something. He said he did about two sessions and then played Call of Duty on the Xbox Series X. And he said he felt as if he had already played about four to five matches previously and was warmed up. So his first game felt as if he had already played about four to five matches. Which, if you're playing competitively, once again, that is a good edge over your opponent. So it was very interesting. The conversation was very interesting in how 
they are really looking to implement this type of rehabilitation or this or these drills that we use to rehab and in my case train my brain train my eyes all over again to see and follow certain items to work again in in, in coordination or cohesively that's what i was trying to say so now there are these esports players who can Somehow, if they can find these things on the internet, these specific drills, and utilize them, it's going to be a big deal. He was telling me that they even uh, they're even thinking of of in implementing this type of training for esports players. So let's say I don't do esports, but let's say if I were to be involved in esports as a player, and I were to have the same injury that has taken me out since, you know, since 15 months ago. I would be, con that would be considered sports medicine now. Because they do have, they, you know, this specific doctor, this office, they, they will treat sport injuries. So now they're thinking of implementing esports as a sport injury and training them very similarly to, to what, the way I'm being trained right now. Which is really cool because it is, March is Brain Injury Awareness. So I figured I'd throw two of the items that I usually talk about. I'd throw them into, in, in together. Video games and unfortunately a brain injury. Uh, somebody had posted on the Facebook page that you're an expert. You become a, a, an expert in brain injuries. Um, or something to that effect. I'm totally messing it up. I think what they were trying to say, well, I think what the, the gist of the photo that they put on the Facebook page is, uh, that I'm, I'm part of two Facebook pages that deal with people with brain injuries, one concussion, one TBI. And I guess what they were saying was that everybody's a, a specialist when it comes to brain injuries, but the real specialists are the ones who are actually living through it. Something like that. I think, I'm, for all I know, I could have made this up just now. <laughs> so today I'm feeling a little better. I still have this weird feeling that I can't shake. I don't know if it's fast movements that it's just making me... It's weird. I was telling my wife how it feels like it feels like a car battery. Like all of a sudden the battery drains, but then it then it powers back on. Like it's weird. One second and it's really fast. One second I feel like all my energy is gone, and all of a sudden I stay still and I'm okay. It's it's really weird. It's something that I haven't been able to shake. So I don't know what the hell it is like. I don't know if there's some underlying issue going on that I don't know about. But hopefully for those listening who might be way smarter than I am and familiar with something like this, maybe you guys can tell me. Maybe either on the Facebook pages or my blog or on YouTube. I would definitely love to know what the hell it is. And then I've been playing a game on the PlayStation 5 
that is a puzzle game and I am stuck. That's what you're actually viewing right now. I'm, I'm actually stuck in what with one of the puzzles, but it's really cool because it's a way to train my brain and whatever I can use to get me going. It's the same as trying to learn how to run again or training for a faster 40 time in the 40 yard dash or training for a weight lifting competition. So I'm training my brain, I'm training my reflexes through video games. The problem is with video games is that I can't stare at the screen for too long. So I can play for about 30 minutes at a time, sometimes an hour, depending on the game and the speed of the game. So a game like this, I believe it's Marquette is how you pronounce it. A game like this is kind of, uh, the, the perspective is kind of tight. Is very closed, so eventually it's going to get to the point where I may not touch the game or play the game in a few days. Another, you know, it might take me a few more days before I even get back to it, just because there are times where I play a game and I could, when I close my eyes, I could still see everything in the game, and I have to like close my eyes, take deep breaths. And then maybe five minutes later, things start to clear up where there's nothing but darkness. So it's kind of weird. It's like having a TV and you have burning. That's basically how my eyes feel. Like I have burning and I got to like close them, take deep breaths, relax, and just let everything just unfold until there's no picture when my eyes are closed. So those, you know, those are the simple things that... You know, someone might might see me closing my eyes, relaxing, uh, laying laying on my back, but I'm really like struggling to 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 regain some composure. Like once all that starts happening, and I play video games for too long, or I'm doing too many podcasts or recording a video, if I'm doing too much in one day, everything just starts going crazy. So I have to like chill my mind eventually shuts down and either I have to take a nap or I force myself to stay awake and then by 8 o'clock 8 p.m. 8 30 I'm like totally done like I fall asleep instantly but the other day I fell asleep about 8 30 and woke up at midnight wide awake as if I slept eight hours so <laughs> yeah the sleep patterns uh never really they haven't gotten better that there have been a long there's been some stretches where i've been able to sleep throughout the night but uh last night i did because i was so exhausted from the previous day of, of waking up so early so yeah I'm, I'm still chugging along fighting the good fight trying to get better i can feel certain uh certain things getting or, or coming back. I could feel certain things coming back. Like I could feel like one of my fun hobbies <laughs> is going on social networks and just bothering people who I see that, uh, you know, react a certain way to things that are so nonsensical. So of course I'm part of this community on Twitter and the community is known to joke around and make fun of each other and, for the most part, is respectful. 
Some people get out of hand and some people just take it too serious. So those are the people that I like to make fun of. And I find that my witty jokes, my, my sarcasm is returning. And that, that kind of makes me feel good because for a, for a long time, for over a year, it wasn't there. And I have to be careful, too, because I have to be careful not to go too crazy with that and, and assume that I'm back 100% because I don't know if, how I'm going to react if somebody uh, comes at me with, you know, like their rebuttal and they might type something that will throw me off. I mean, I just don't know how I'm going to react. I know that at the end of the day, social media, social networks, really what people say on there really doesn't matter to me personally because I know what I have I know what I have to deal with and I know because of this injury more than ever that life is just way too big to be narrowed down and stuck on a computer looking at social media all day and just letting life pass you by that's not what I'm all about Sometimes I get caught up and, you know, I'll find myself on an, uh, on Twitter for an hour looking at stuff. And then I realize, okay, get, get away from this thing. And then also because my eyes just can't take it for that long. Um, yeah, I could spend an hour and whether it's Twitter, YouTube, or looking at something, trying to learn something new. After a while, my eyes are telling me, look, you got to give it a rest. And that's also what I'm trying to do now. I been officially terminated from my job, my government job, and I'm trying to learn new trades or trying to learn a new trade. Uh, I'm very, not to toot my own horn, but I'm very talented and I can do plenty of uh, creative things. I just need to know how to put that into or, or use that creativity in a way where it's going to benefit me as an individual, financially, and the clients, because I don't want to work for people anymore. I want to be my own boss. So I'm trying to figure things out. It's not that easy because I'm still trying to get back to a certain state of mind, but um, I'm going to try to do the best I can to utilize that time that I have while uh, doing re rehab and therapy to learn other things as well. So yeah. I'm going to remind everyone once again, March is brain awareness month, brain injury awareness month. So, um, if you ever feel weird, like suddenly getting, getting dizzy or your sleep patterns are weird, or maybe your, your memory all of a sudden got weird and you just happened to bump your head maybe a month ago or a few days ago, or maybe you did get a, 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 you know, a, a nice knock in the head from, from falling in the shower or something. Anytime you get hit in the head that is not intended, right? Because no one no one should be getting knocked in the head, especially if you see bright light. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it lightly. You never know. I'm a big guy. People saw how I was walking around after my injury. I mean, they saw the big lump popping out of my head. But they thought I was okay. And, and, you know, a brain injury is the invisible injury. It's the one people can't see. So, if you feel anything weird, 
go get it checked. It doesn't hurt. And then, you know what? You know, some doctors just don't care. They, once again, the doctors I had to deal with, they didn't see a, a blatant injury and they didn't want to check my head. Uh, I should sue them, right? Anyway, so yeah, especially children, especially children. Please get them checked if they get hit in the head. It could be small, it could be minor. You might think, ah, they just bumped their head. Take them to a hospital really quick, just make sure. So anyway, I am Jose Betancourt. Hope you guys are doing well. Talk to you soon.